season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. JKR podcast. My name is Jay Shrigling and I'm the host. We continue again this week getting away from the top prospects, getting away from the athletes here, interviewing some actual business owners in the sports world. This week, we got three founders, three CEOs of companies in the sports world. Today, we're going to start with Brian Stewart. He is the CEO of Kraken Bat Grip located out there out west. Tomorrow, we've got Luke Schneider, CEO and founder of Cleat Clear, new up-and-coming company in the baseball industry. And then Sunday, we got Zachary Lynch, Cardstock Exchange CEO and co-founder, another cool company there three great companies coming on this week but just digging a little bit into cracking bat grip um so they've been breaking out into the scene here this past month two months or so uh working with a lot of big time athletes working with a lot of big time companies within the baseball world uh they've gotten some publicity with among baseball bat bros um a, a video came out earlier this week with max clark that number one player in the 2023 class also noah franco the guy who's the number one player in that 2025 class i mean that's just two guys out of a bunch of guys that they're working with they're doing a bunch of great work right now i'm excited to get them on the podcast give them a little bit of a spotlight so you guys can listen in see what they're about see what the ceo's about as well um, but today we discuss what their relationships are with agents what makes Kraken Backgrip special, how the company started, what the vision is for the future, and much more. Um, so we're sticking to the company as a whole, like I said, giving them a big spotlight here this weekend, this uh, today on Friday. Uh, but let's just dig into the interview, and I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I did. And welcome back to the JKR Podcast. Today we have Kraken Backgrip CEO Brian Stewart on the show. Brian. Super pumped to get you on the show, man. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. Hey, of course. Like I just said um, before we started recording, big fan of what you guys are doing. Came, came across your guys' page a little bit ago. So just a big fan of, what you, just big fan of the company. Um, but for one question I do like to ask everybody as soon as I get on the podcast is, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Brian Stewart? <laughs> That's a good question. Well, uh, for my day job, I actually run a, a CEO and founder of a medical device company. So just from a, I mean, that's how I would typically introduce myself as uh, sort of a senior executive who does something completely different than baseball, um, but been an entrepreneur all my life. And it was actually through my baseball obsessed uh, son uh, that we started uh, cracking. So it was kind of fall is kind of a an entrepreneurial course for him and getting his feet wet. And actually the original idea behind Kraken uh, was his. So okay. Perfect. anyway, that's a little about me and uh, where the whole thing came from. Okay. So you guys are from, you said Orange County. So that's, is that LA, California or where exactly? Uh, a little South at? LA. Yeah. Okay. All right. So as just as we dig into the company, let's kind of dig into how it got started. So when exactly it was in that timeline and just <laughs> yeah. overall, just kind of take us through that idea from the idea process all the way up until you guys officially became a company there a little bit ago. Yeah. So, um, as I said, um, you know, being an entrepreneur myself, you kind of, you work different hours and it's not a typical job. And then at some point as my, my the two boys, but my older one sort of said, Hey, like dad, what exactly do you do? And I told him, you know, well, I, 
I, I design products or I'm a part of a company that designs products. And my current product is, uh, or my current company designs products for, for hospitals to use to help, uh, help them improve their patient outcomes or reduce their costs. And, you know, that's what I do right now. And he said, well, you know, why do you want to be an entrepreneur? And, you know, why is that good? And I told him it's, it's a good, uh, it's a good career for a number of, uh, a number of reasons, but you know, number one is, you know, if you, you do something well and you solve problems for people, um, you know, you can, you can do well financially for yourself and, um, you know, have happy customers as well. So he's like, well, that sounds kind of cool. Maybe one day I can do that. And I said, well, you could do it right now, bud. And, you know, he, I think he rightfully said like, I'm, you know, at the time, like 14 and a half, 15 years old. I don't know much about much. And I said, you know, you know a lot about baseball in your daily life is you sort of go through your baseball. Like, are there, are there products that you use that you wish were better or different? And, you know, over the course of the next few months, we just sort of talked about ideas that he had had and, you know, some, some good, some we decided weren't so good. And finally he comes into my office one day and he, you know, he puts, you know, some of the sticks that are currently available on the market. He's like, dad, I don't like any of these. Um, some of them are garbage. Some of them are good. Um, but like all of them don't have all the things that I think me and, me and like, you know, guys like me who play baseball pretty avidly want. And so I asked him what he would want in a, in a, in a grip stick. And so that was the start of sort of our idea to, to start a company that could provide sort of next generation uh, grip product for baseball players. So when and your so, son, when, when your son came into that office with all the different grips that he's had and doesn't like, and he yeah. kind of gave you like the rundown of what was going, what was going through his head. Like in yeah. your mind, what was your thought as maybe the next step of how you guys went went about it? Well, neither of us know how to formulate anything. <laughs> That's just not our background. So what I wanted him to describe first is sort of what the goal of the product would be. How does he want it to feel? You know, making something sticky is not that difficult, right? Um, that wasn't the goal, just making something that would stick to your hand. But really sort of trying to make the grip product sort of a next generation. What I mean by that is, um, you know, things he would mention, like, for example, there's, you know, a few sticks on the market that don't do well in heat at all in heat. And most baseball players <laughs> play above 80, 85 degrees where some of those sticks just tap out a little bit early. So that was number one. Right. Um, number two was uh, he described wanting a stick that um, just from a heat tolerance perspective, he could use when it's cool and when it's really hot. And then also when we started getting into adhesives, started getting a little bit smarter about um, different types of adhesives that do different things. So, you know, candidly, I was just taking notes and listening to what he thought was the best product. And he didn't exactly describe it this way, but um, it was close. And it's the difference between like tack strength and shear strength. And tack strength being sort of something that's sticky to materials moving away from each other, which is good, but, you know, for a baseball player, what they're trying to do is prevent slip of the bat in their hand um, at contact, right? So they want maximum transfer from the barrel to the ball and that shear strength, two materials moving against each other. So we didn't want something that was just sticky. We wanted it so it would, it would, it would be very slip resistant, if you will. And you get some of that with tack strength, but we really focused on having something that was tacky, so nice and sticky, but also when you hold it, it just it just feels different. It feels like it's not gonna uh, very pretty 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 low chance of uh, slipping at contact. So so when he was describing this to me, I was just taking notes, right? And at that point, you know, I knew absolutely nothing about um, about what's in those sticks. But we just went through the process of getting smarter every day about how 
how one formulates a product for this. And so it's pretty obvious you start with wax and then you've got some sort of tackifier in it. And you spend a few minutes on Google and you see what sort of different tackifiers there are. And we realized very quickly that we were over our heads from a chemistry perspective. And so we reached out to um, a couple third parties who do formula for consumer products to help us. Um, the interesting thing is the, the folks that we would interface with know absolutely nothing about baseball, but they helped us in sort of selecting what materials would give us different outcomes in the stick. So as you went on, you, start, you started to outsource, you started to reach out to these different people who kind of knew what was going on when it came to like the wacky, sticky stuff. Yeah. Um, how long did it take for them to kind of figure out what the best formula was? And then how were you guys testing how that formula was going on to like what produced the best overall bat grip? Yeah. So great question. So, I mean, just on sort of basic knowledge and being around baseball for a while, we could tell ourselves sort of what was working and not working um, to a point. But once we started thinking we were getting close, um, you know, my, my son plays for, you know, a travel club here in Orange County, um, has some older kids that he trains with. You start to them. They have no problem giving you absolutely um, um, honest feedback. And then we were getting a little bit closer. I mean, but we went through a good year and a half, almost two years of just different formulations, right? So a chemist can sort of tell you what, what, what's maybe going to work and trying different, different materials. And then we just mixed them, right? And it's, I mean, you've got like a, a wax base. That's no mystery. So you basically melt wax and then you melt other stuff into it, uh, combine it all together, pour it, let it cool, and you've got to sample the product. And so we were kind of mad scientists in our garage, much to the chagrin of my wife, uh, for a couple of years while we were just testing things in low quantities. Flip it to some baseball players we know. Um, and it was just through that process. And we finally got something that we thought was really good. We started sending it out to just sort of folks who are maybe once removed. And the next thing you know, you've got, you know, you've got, you know, some college kids. And then you got, you know, kids who are at colleges who are known. And next thing you know, they're giving it to guys they know in the minor leagues. And then next thing you know, they're giving it to the equipment managers. And it kind of just took off from there. I think, you know, you know, where this whole thing started with just sort of identifying, you know, bring it back to my entrepreneurial experience, right? It's like identifying a, a need in the market. And our thought is there's a need in the market for just a a different product and at least some people are going to gravitate toward it. And so, yeah. um, you know, there's actually some really good products on the market right now. It, it's, it starts to become really subjective, right? It's like, do you like putting hairspray or pomade or mousse or whatever in your hair? Everyone's got a different thing, right? Um, you know, and some guys, what they want on their bat, you know, some guys, some guys, the old school pine tar and a towel and a rosin bag, although you don't see that all much. You know, and some guys want it gooier. Some guys, um, you know, they just have something different in their head that they want. But we made something really specific for people who, you know, want something that works in cool, works in really hot temperatures. It's got real genuine pine tar in it. So it's just so the look, the feel, the way people interact with it. I mean, it's, you know, it's solid, but it's tar, right? So, um, you know, the response so far has been great. Yeah. So you mentioned there that it was like, it, it was a couple of years that you and your wife were kind of like, amateur chemist trying to test this stuff out in your garage so how long so overall like on the timeline spec spectrum of things how long did that take to find the best and then when you did figure out okay this is what we want to use for our brand and then how uh, when was that, that that came about i mean you asked the question earlier and i think it was a good question that's right like how how did you test it out 
it wasn't something that we wanted to just sort of decide by ourselves. But once we thought we had like a few good candidates, we started getting feedback. Like there was a definite opinion on which which one people preferred. I actually <laughs> I mean, I'm not a baseball player, but I actually preferred the feel of a different one. And like so we kind of let we kind of let the baseball players tell us. And it was sort of very clear their preference on what they wanted to feel on their bat. And so my goodness, like we were cooking up little batches for testing for the better part of two years, probably, oh God, hundreds of formulations. And then from there, um, you know, now we, we have the stuff sort of pre-mixed and sent to us. And then we have someone who, who, who packages that for us. But I mean, it all started with a focus on just making sure we got the product right first. The branding stuff came later, obviously, but um, first got the product how we wanted it. And then the other thing that was apparent to us is, um, you know, traditionally this stuff comes, you know, sprays come in aerosol cans. That's fine. Um, most of the pine tar sticks come in paper tubes. And I think people are used to using them in tubes, but they do not like tubes. You know, they're, I mean, they're a pain, right? You got to tear it down just right. You got to find a plastic bag to put it in and maybe it melts all over your bag. If it's kind of has problems with heat. Um, there's other products that come in plastic, uh, like, <clears throat> excuse me, plastic push-ups. Um, I actually like those products, um, but you know, if you throw them in your bag and you're too rough with them, the plastic's going to crack, or the plastic's going to crack, and then you sort of got that to deal with. And as we were handing our our, our paper tubes to players, like especially, the, I was handing it up to a couple um, couple players at a at a college, and as they're talking to me, they just rip the entire tube apart and they wrap it up with uh, with tape, right? So a lot of guys do that now. Um, maybe a lot of guys don't know that little trick. Um, and I, I thought to myself, if, you know, if we're going to charge for a premium stick, we should be doing that for people. And so we pre-wrap, well, we have two paper tubes if people want them, but we pre-wrap, uh, we, we pre-wrap them in tape and we put them in a plastic tube for guys to put them in their bag. It's just a more convenient way. So sort of good product, good packaging that's convenient for a player. And, uh, and yeah, <laughs> then we okay. went to sort of a, a branding exercise and, you know, just kind of. I don't know how we sort of came up with it originally. I think it was my son's idea, just sort of the concept of borrowing, like, you know, from an octopus or we landed on a Kraken because it sounds better. <laughs> so now that you guys got that formula kind of set in stone, so do you guys outsource everything when it comes to it? Or do they send you just, like, big buckets of the formula you guys put into <laughs> different ways yourself? Or, how, like, kind of take us through that process a little bit. Yeah, so, um, so I told you I worked with a firm that helped us from a formulation perspective. Once we lock that formula in, you know, they basically tell us what the stuff is and where to get it. And then I had to find a contract manufacturer who could work with this sort of stuff. So fortunately, after a lot of dialing for dollars, I found one that um, um, not only can they make our product for us, uh, by far we're their smallest customer, but they also happen to be huge baseball fans or the, the owner is. And so he gets a kick out of uh, making a product for guys who are putting on sticks and are, you know, swinging it and colleges and major league level as well so um so they make it for us send us it in you know <laughs> by the pound and then um uh uh we actually then uh we melt it as you melt it just like a, a you would a regular wax uh and then you you pour it in tubes and then you know we have a little bit different process if we're not going to put it in a tube but we basically put it in a mold once it cools we we cut it wrap it with tape um and package it up okay so we do that ourselves so we're sort of in the uh melting and uh and wrapping 
that's what that's uh that's the piece of it that we do okay and so when you say we is that you and your son your wife or who exactly is it? i know you said it was <laughs> well, a couple years ago when your son brought it to you brought the idea to you so like where's your son at now and like is he maybe about 18 19 is he doing no that? no he's well he's uh well he's almost 17 uh he's uh 16 you know so we started this when he was uh just maybe turned 14 and so he's just you know playing with his club and playing in high school and you know it's, I, I laugh at the question because it's like I got a full-time day job and this was like a, a part-time hobby just for fun. And it, it just took us by surprise, the response to the product, like we're literally in the last month. And, you know, he's playing baseball and trying to get good grades and, you know, he doesn't have the time to do it. And my wife's extremely busy. And so, um, you know, when, when we, to date, we just, I mean, we launched the product, but not really. Right. Um, we haven't really done anything besides have a website you can buy it, give it away to some guys that uh, we think thought it would be cool. Then they start posting about it. Then the next thing you know, like <laughs> people are buying it off our website. So I think we're going to uh, plan a little bit more of a cohesive business strategy to launch it. Um, and so to date, to support the product, you know, I mean, we can crank out, you know, quite a few sticks, but. Um, I've got a third party that we're probably going to transition all of it over to here shortly. Okay. So at, at this point in your guys is kind of just starting it up, starting, starting up the company. What's kind yeah. of your guys' biggest clientele base? Is it like a lot of the high school kids who are friends with your son? Is it like maybe even younger yeah. kids, guys in college? Like what's kind of the biggest clientele base when it comes to that? So by far, we've sold the most uh, college age players. Um, you know, from my experience in baseball, which is just kind of um, – you know, I've been around the travel ball uh, um, um, industry just, you know, as long as my older son's been playing in it. Now he's in his second year in high school. And what, what I've seen during that time is that, you know, sticky products on bats, especially tar, like, you know, below 12, you start maybe seeing kids around 13 or 14. You sort of see it and are familiar with it. Um, but it's really high school where you see it really start to be used. And then in college, I mean, you know, um, if you were watching the, the College World Series, what was that, a couple of months ago, um, everyone's got tar on their back. Um, and then up in the major leagues, a lot of guys have sticky stuff, not everybody. Um, but most of the stuff we've sold to date has been um, either programs or to college-age players. And so then also guys, some minor league guys. Okay. So you guys continue through this and can keep building the company. Who were some of the biggest competitors in that industry? Because obviously, I mean, there's not like a, a big time bat grip brand like you would say for like Louisville Slugger or Rawlings or something like that. So who are some of the biggest competitors in that industry? Well, Tiger Stick's probably the most well-known, uh, been on the market for a long time. Um, you know, some people like that product. It's, um, it's certainly got some good qualities about it. Um, I don't know who owns Tiger Stick. I think they're just a standalone company um, uh, with sort of a, that's their sole product, that and some um, apparel and, and merch that they sell. Uh, Pelican, um, has been around for a while. I actually really like their products. Um, you know, they, um, they do a pretty good job with most of their stuff. So Pelicans, if, if just from a product perspective, that, that, that product's probably one that, um, like if you see in tar put on and, um, it didn't have my stuff, that would probably be the one that, uh, that we like the best. Okay. And then, you know, what you do see is a lot of the bat companies have their own, um, Gosh, Old Hickory has their own. That's so in private labels for them. Um, gosh, um, I think the guys at Victus have one as well. So you, uh, the guys at Warstick have one. 
Um, you know, I, I think the ones that at least that I have seen that those bat companies um, sort of bundle with their bats um, are, you know, kind of more along the lines of the, the traditional um, pine tar and sort of what comes with that. Um, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, um, I haven't come across any that are sort of all that different. Okay. So for all these, like I told you, like I, I do kind of have a, like a large listening side of thing. Uh, so, uh, I do have a large listening of the younger top prospects. It's kind of in the Midwest, not so out there far, far out West in Cali, Nevada, yeah. all those States. But for some of those guys listening, what would be the reasoning to choose crack and bat grip ahead of some of the tiger stick, the old hickory brand that they have and all those other brands that you mentioned? Well, no, what I would encourage guys to, is to try the different products and see what works for them. Like I said, there's some that I personally just think are not good. Some I think are pretty darn good. Um, but it also sort of just depends what you like, right? So what I would say is try different ones. Maybe maybe some maybe some of the young guys want to go back to the old school uh, pine tar and a rosin bag. Um, I tend to doubt that. That's kind of an older school thing. But try some other ones. If you're looking for something that's pretty damn sticky, but also just feels different because of the sheer strength that we tried to focus on baking the product. Um, you know, give us a shout, um, you know, for, I mean, when we try to make it easy for guys to, to try it. Right. So it's like, um, you know, especially like, like, like guys who either have like a big following or they're just kind of, you know, coming up and, you know, they're, I hate to say it, like they're just kind of more known players, pretty easy for us to sell them something or get them a stick just to sort of try it out. Then if they like it, shoot, you know, we'll set them up with a, we'll set them up with a, with a discount code and, you know, we can get it to them uh, for a, for a, for a pretty reasonable price. Okay. So there, are there a lot of, are there a lot of maybe high following high school kids, college kids, or even some guys in the minors that you guys are working with right now? Yeah, no, 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 for sure. That's kind of been, if I I sort of stopped and said, we kind of launched and that's sort of really historically just sort of been our, the only focus of our outreach, which is either people who find us like yourself somehow, or, um, gosh, a teammate of someone who tried it and they're like, Hey, how can I get my hands on a stick? They give it a shot. And then, um, you know, people inquire all the time, just like the big rage. I'm sure, you know, is like NAL deals, even for high school kids. Right. And it's like, look, we don't mind. Um, we don't mind trying to work out some, some free product for people who want to give us shouts out. That's not a problem, but first and foremost, man, like we don't, we don't want to like, we don't want someone who doesn't really, really like the stick. So the first thing is to just try ours, try others, see what you like. Right. And then, um, and then kind of take it from there. Um, you know, most college guys, high school guys, um, you know, uh, the, uh, most of them aren't swimming in cash, so they don't mind uh, a little free product here and there. Yeah. So I know, but obviously when you're working out these marketing deals with guys for them to shout, shout you guys out in terms of some product, I'm sure you guys, you might be working with maybe some draft advisors, agents for some of those minor league, even some of those college guys. So do you have many connections with agents and what's that, what's that relationship like with you guys being a business and then being an agent trying to get uh, the, uh, get a product for their client? So yeah, that's a great question. In, in my experience so far, the, the agents that we've interacted with it have been like the complete opposite of what I expected. And maybe that was just unfair because I didn't know any baseball agents, but I had expected agents to be extremely protective. Obviously they're looking out for their guys, um, but maybe a little more protective of a third party like us um, talking to them directly. And it's actually been like the farthest thing from the truth. Um, 
all the baseball agents, and there haven't been that many that we've interfaced with so far, have just been cool guys. Like a lot of like baseball guys going to being a baseball agent, and generally, you know, like nice guys. Like they get it. Like, oh hey man, w- one guy, you know, he gave me. He's like, hey, if you got a stick in one of my clients' hands, he loves it. You should send it. Here's ten more of my clients. Like here's their address. Just send it to them. So it's been a really like cool, pleasant surprise to interface with uh, with agents who've just been good guys um and like 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 the brand like the product and understand that where we're at from a company we can't like stroke checks for sponsorships yet um but that's you're right that's that's um you know interacting with agents is uh certainly something that's happened and it's been a real pleasant surprise so far target market when it comes to like location so do you guys want to do you know, California, Arizona, Nevada, out there, out west. But do you guys want to be kind of even, even though you guys are just starting out, do you guys kind of want to try to hit nationwide as soon as possible? Yeah, we want to be where the baseball players are, right? So just, you know, the cool thing about selling a direct-to-consumer product these days is, you know, someone plays baseball, gets online, or God, the power of Instagram is amazing, right? So somebody gives us a shout-out, they, they sort of tag us, they go to our site, they see a store, boom, they can buy it right there. Right. And that, I mean, and that, that, that's anywhere, you know, um, I never say never to retail, certainly uh, retail, you can sell a lot of sticks, but um, you know, the power of direct consumer just through e-commerce is amazing. And so that's at least while we're getting our sea legs under us, how we're, how we're starting right now. Yeah. So as I, as I scroll through you guys' website and just see those prices on everything, so like you guys are giving pretty good discounts for like, let's say like, so there's a 50 pack here. And yeah. so like you guys are giving pretty good discounts. If like, let's say a team wants to go and buy one and they ever, is that kind of your guys' goal? Maybe just to have contracts with teams or some sort of like, like that. Yeah. I want to make it simple for teams who need to buy more so they don't have to email me or call. Well, I'm sure they happen to take an email or a phone call from them, but you know, make it easy for them. Right. It's like, they know they're getting a discount. They can buy it right away. And it's just, this, it's sort of less hassle. Right. So, you know, obviously um, if someone wants to buy 50 sticks, I'm going to give them a better price than uh, if they want to buy one. Right. So, um, and we do it like, you know, a, a three pack is pretty common, but the, the thing about that we've sort of found with our formulation is, and I'll admit it wasn't, it wasn't specifically something we intended, but the stuff lasts a long time. Like it, unless someone sort of steals your stick or, you know, um, you, you lose it. Like they just last a long time. It lasts on your bat a good amount of time and you don't need a whole lot of product. And so what we're seeing is that like, even guys who are using it a lot, it's just lasting a while. I mean, it's a good sort of four ounce stick that, uh, that, that, you know, that players can use for a while. Yeah. So look at, looking at this, so there, there's two different things you guys do. There's a, the grips, uh, let's, I'm trying. I'm trying to look through your guys' yeah. shop yeah, right now. Right. So there's two different products you guys sell. So you talk about the paper tube that you say some yeah. kids don't like, and then there's also what is that? What is that second one? What's kind of like the benefits of getting that second one? You guys also provide. Yeah. So we just launched the paper tubes. I mean, like you find with most, you know, with most, um, with most products, right? Buy a tube. There you go. And that's what we sort of started selling. And you know, like, like I said, I, I'm seeing these kids who we sell a tube to or hand a tube to, and they're wrapping it up themselves with tape. And it's like, you know what? Some of those kids like are players. They're not, they're, they either, you know, have seen someone else do it and maybe they don't have like the right quality tape. Maybe it's kind of just crummy, 
you know, made overseas athletic tape and maybe the tape job's not so good. So it's like, you know what, um, we should be doing that for them. And um, response to that has just been fantastic, right? So for guys who are already doing that, like they're like, okay, they get it, right? And by the way, that's who we're talking to, like high-end prospects and guys who are playing and even in high school, but like, like they see that from other guys. You see it in the on-deck circle and most of the time you see taped up sticks. So, you know, I mean, we tape it by hand, which is an interesting process because it's a little bit of bottleneck in the in the manufacturing side but um you know we charge a little more for it because of it and and then the response to that was just so fantastic it's like you know so we launched that product and then we one needed something to put it in um right because it's not coming in a tube and so we sourced these plastic tubes um and everyone freaked out over that so it's like forget it we're going to give away a tube now with every stick and you know um for those who still want it out of a paper tube, awesome. Um, you don't want it wrapped in tape, no problem. We have that as well. So same sticky stuff, just comes in a different package. Okay. So as you guys get closer and closer to some of your minor league guys making it to that major league level, is there yeah. any sort of like licensing that the major league, major league baseball has when it comes to bat grips? I know for like bat, they have certain licenses or registration certifications that bat companies need. So is that the same for bat grips or is it kind of like a free for all you guys if you guys have a player who's wanting to use your stuff, you guys can go ahead and give it to them. Yeah, that's my understanding. And so, um, you know, when it comes to stuff to put on to bats or an exact bat to use, right, appropriately, you know, Major League Baseball doesn't step in and say, you have to use this. Although I think you do see it in some colleges where they um, they don't get involved in, like, bat grip decisions, but you got to swing a particular brand of bat, right? They have not done that. In fact, I don't, you know, most teams, I don't believe, even supply um, that type of accessory for their players. So these are players getting it themselves. Okay. Yeah, funny you talk about that, the, bat, the bat situation. There's a lot of potential NIL deals that could be getting done but are kind of stopped for these baseball players because, like, let's yep. say Indiana, where I go to school, we have a, a contract with, I believe it's Louisville Slugger. So every yep. player has to use Louisville Slugger. I mean, I guess that that's just the way it goes in college baseball, especially for Power 5 programs. But, I mean, you're, you're definitely missing out on a lot of opportunities when it comes to, you know, players kind of finding their own individuality and kind of being creative with it. You know, it'll be interesting to, uh, to um, see how that whole market evolves. The NAL world is just absolute wild, wild west right now. And I think generally, you know, schools are trying to do the right thing, right? I mean – you want to get a sponsor, uh, you know, they pay you money for that. You're swinging their bats in this case. And, you know, you tell you the players who go there that they, they need to use that bat. Like, like that makes, that makes sense. Right. But on the other hand, you know, players appropriately um, are very, that's like kind of the tool of their trade. Right. And so they're used to swinging something. And, you know, I think most major bat companies do a good job of providing a spectrum of products for a spectrum of feels, whether it's in-loaded, balanced, lighter swing, heavier swing. Um, But, you know, someone who's been swinging a, um, you know, a particular brand for a while wants to stay with that bat, right? So it's just, you know, you can kind of understand both sides, right? Of course. But um, I just got a couple more questions for you before we end it off. So I know you kind of dug into this for a minute or two earlier on. Kind of take us through that naming process and why it ended up being cracking bat, cracking bat grips. And was there some maybe some other options you guys had when you guys were kind of brainstorming some different ideas? You know, I mean, so um, 
I'd never done gone through like a branding exercise for a consumer product before, but you know, this is a company that, you know, started with my son as his idea. I mean, it's kind of me helping him really. Um, And so I wanted to just force him through sort of a typical, like, like what a larger company would do for in a, like a, a whole branding exercise. Right. So for us, what we did is we just sort of started with who's the consumer, like, right. And so been around enough baseball people to understand that if you're going to have a brand that obviously a is going to be a masculine brand, sort of, you know, kind of high on the testosterone level. But at the same time, I think a lot of baseball players don't respond well to in your face branding. The design can be, can be bold, but keep it simple. Right. Um, and so, um, that was what we were, that was sort of, sort of the undertones of what we wanted to do with, uh, with, uh, with Kraken. Once we had the name, um, you know, actually, you know, what we did, we used a super cool, um, like online, um, as far as for the actual logo itself, which then spun out a bunch of other designs from it. We used a, oh gosh, what's the name of it? A 99 designs or something like that online, where you basically, you, you sponsor a contest and you give, you give the, um, um, you give the, the company like an overview of your brand, the name, what your sort of targets are, and then basically designers from across the world get to start showing you designs and you can show them what you like, what you don't like. And the other designers can see what you like and not like. And sort of there's this iterative process where at the end you pick a winner and the winner gets like whatever the prize money that you have sponsored. So that was like a really fun experience for the actual, our first logo. Um, and then the naming process, we just sort of came up with on our own. And then from there, you know, I tried to sort of take it down and uh, sort of refine it a little bit. Um, um, but yeah, no, that's, that's the overall process we went through. There we go. Um, so obviously you said you guys technically haven't really launched yet when it comes to, okay, this is our business plan. This is our goals, this and that. But when it does come time to do that, what is kind of your, what is you and your son and your, maybe your wife's vision for the company as you guys move forward and just overall, what are your guys' goals as you go through this next year or two as your son graduates high school and, um, so on and so forth? Well, it's a really good question because I got to be honest with you. Up until a couple months ago, I thought this would be like a cool experience for for uh, my son just to sort of learn a little bit about business. Um, I thought maybe we'd come up with an okay product, not great. And so this has been caught us completely flat-footed, right? So, um, you know, I've got a I've got a day job, um, and you know, just we're all sort of currently busy doing other things. So, assuming that things sort of continue to grow like they have been you know, we're going to find the right person to run the business. Right. And so, um, that's a great question. I don't know if I even know the answer to it yet, but I know that, uh, we currently are having trouble, uh, making it fast enough. And, you know, I've got, I, we, uh, I say we haven't launched, we got a website and people can buy it and we can be responsive to people when they reach out. Um, you know, but as the volume starts to pick up, we'll just sort of layer in, um, you know, uh, more professional uh, uh, strategy and execute to that. Yeah. Well, you, you might not know 100% where you guys are going with that, but let me tell you, I'm definitely going to be looking forward to seeing where you guys go with this. Like I said, I'm an, I'm an aspiring agent. I'm about two years away. And obviously, as I'm getting to, as I'm getting clients, building relationships with players, having relationships with some college guys, like you guys are definitely, definitely a brand that I would kind of want to push to them in towards of maybe just trying it out. Like you said, trying out to see if maybe they'd like it compared to other brands. So, I mean, just kind of listening to you kind of seeing how the whole process went down and just overall what you guys 
think about the company as a whole. Um, I definitely like where you guys are going. I'm definitely looking forward to kind of just following you guys along that process. Maybe maybe we can do a little uh, merch merch trade, get you a, a JKR podcast uh, shirt in exchange for a Kraken back grip or something like that. I got some events going down. Maybe I can uh, <laughs> maybe do a little yeah. bit of advertising on, on the on the back grip for you guys. I, I'm happy to uh, do a merch swatch. That's uh, a swap. Um, that's uh, definitely a surprise. Is uh, I didn't fully appreciate how much uh, baseball players love their swag. So um, I think I've sold just as many uh, junk Kraken uh, co-branded headbands and um, you know Kraken uh, wristbands. We got a be legendary wristband that uh, that we uh, that uh, we pop in pop in orders uh, for appreciation and sell on our website every once in a while. And, definitely uh, a little surprised by the demand for the merch so happy to uh happy to hook you up yeah man so i just i really appreciate you coming on the show like i said i'm be definitely be following your guys's company from here on out and maybe as I, as i start represent play representing players here these next one two years here down the road going in my career maybe do a little bit of partnership stuff like that so like i said just really appreciate you coming on the show yeah no man thanks for having me on kudos to you for uh doing your own podcast i think that's awesome uh best of luck to you as you're uh uh, take a step into the professional uh, arena and uh, happy to happy to try to help uh, if and when uh, if and when I, uh, if I can. And, uh, you know, everybody can come check us out, crackingbackgrip.com or uh, at crackingbackgrip. And, uh, you know, I can't promise free product to, to everybody, but, um, you know, if uh, guys who, uh, you know, have a following or, you know, part of a broader team or, um, you know, kind of a, a, a highly recruited guy, uh, you know, reach out and we'll work something out. There we go. You guys heard it. Go check them out. And that's going to do it for another episode of the JKR podcast. Episode number one of three this weekend as we're moving away from those top prospects, digging more into the business side of sports. Really want to thank Brian for coming on the show today. Got a great future ahead there with Kraken Back Grip. Like I said, they're already making a bunch of noise, but that's just going to continue into the future as they're working with all these top prospects in high school ball, college ball, and some guy and some top prospects within the minor leagues. But don't forget, we got two more episodes this weekend. We got Luke Schneider tomorrow coming on, CEO and founder of Cleat Clear, new company coming up that helps out with cleaning your cleats. So it's a really cool company. Baseball players, you listen in tomorrow. Make sure you go check them out. Check out what their company's about. Then Sunday, we've got Zachary Lynch. He is the CEO and co-founder of Cardstock Exchange. Uh, that's another company doing some cool stuff. Loved it. Lo- really enjoyed digging into that conversation with him and talking about what his goals were for the company as well. Um, but after this week, we start digging more into top prospects. Again, we're, we've got a new partnership that we just completed, finalized last week with one of the best travel ball organizations within the entire country. Uh, got, already got a couple interviews rolling there. I'm going to have 20 to 25 episodes here with this travel ball team. We're set to announce that partnership on Sunday. So make sure to, for any more information on that, more information on the rest of these guys coming on this weekend, check out our social media, check out our website. Social media is going to be at JKR underscore podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Then uh, our website is going to be www.jkrpodcast.com. But with that being said, I'll catch you guys tomorrow. And I just want to thank you guys for listening to the JKR podcast.